Well, I'm attorney Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So first of all, I want to thank our sponsor, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They are a fantastic organization that are fighting for our rights as we speak. They're involved in major litigation over these ridiculous laws that have been placed upon us in New Jersey. And that's one of the things that I need to discuss today that is critically important. And so many people are completely unaware of this, but you better know it. And if you are victimized by this, you're going to need to take action. New Jersey has effectively invalidated and made void tens of thousands of firearm purchaser identification cards. And it is a felony-level offense, fourth-degree crime, up to 18 months in state's prison. That's a year and a half, folks, for those that don't do math. In state's prison now, if you fail to surrender your card, if you have been affected by this ridiculous change, this change that is just uh, a, a complete departure from what New Jersey has had for years and years and years. Let me explain to you what has happened and how this was part of the atrocious uh, Murphy anti-civil rights bill that passed, uh, A4769, that also contained all the anti-carry uh, provisions so that New Jersey uh, tries to keep its law-abiding citizens as victims of violent crime and not defenders. Well, baked into that cake was a surprise here that you need to know. It not only uh, changed the law with regard to carry to try to gut any utilitarian function that a carry permit had, but it also added a host of disqualifiers, disqualifiers that fall under NJS 2C 58-3C. Now, that statute is important because that statute is the same standard for handgun purchase permits, for firearms ID cards, and for permits to carry a handgun. And it is the listing of the specific reasons that one can be, not, be denied their right to keep and bear arms, be denied their right to have a license to acquire a firearm or to carry a firearm, etc. And in these disqualifiers was a new disqualifier that modified and changed, amended the old disqualifier. And it involves what is mental health. Now, I'm going to explain exactly how this is done and what New Jersey did, but in order to understand that, you need to understand how the old law worked and why so many people are affected by this. Thousands and thousands of people are going to be and immediately are affected by this and are at risk of uh, serious criminal charges. 
Originally in New Jersey, if you ever had a involuntary mental health commitment or a voluntary mental health commitment, in other words, you check yourself in to a mental health facility to get help, or if you had been mandated by a court to get uh, mental health treatment in a mental health facility, then New Jersey had a law that said you're disqualified for having guns unless you produce proof, medical proof, uh, doctor's letter, other medical proof, etc., from a psychiatrist or medical doctor, etc., that you're not suffering from that particular disease or disability that would make you unsafe for the handling of firearms. And thousands and thousands of folks uh, did that very thing. Now, even in the old days prior to this law being changed, individuals that did that were covered as far as New Jersey law was concerned, but we've even discussed on the show that federal law didn't really care about that. Federal law was only focused on folks that had involuntary commitments, and the only way you could restore your rights under federal law for an involuntary commitment was by getting a mental health expungement. And it wouldn't matter if you had 100 doctors saying you're okay, federal law wouldn't care, you need to have a mental health expungement. But federal law never, and still to this day, they don't care about in about voluntary commitments, only involuntary commitments where you're forced. But New Jersey always cared about all commitments, but gave the escape valve of simply getting proofs from a doctor that you're okay. Well, New Jersey just changed that law, and it was signed into law December 22nd, it's A4769, and it modified NGS 2C58-3 to specifically subsection C, where all the disabilities are, and added number 13, added number 13, lucky 13 for the disqualifier. And let me read you exactly what it says. It says, and this is a preface, a handgun purchase permit or firearm purchase or ID card, or for that matter, by the way, any purchase of permit to carry a handgun, because they specifically reference this statute, shall not be issued, and here it is under 13, to any person who has previously been voluntarily admitted to an inpatient treatment or involuntarily admitted to an inpatient or outpatient treatment unless the court has expunged that person's record. So, to all the people who had gotten firearms ID cards before, who simply had a voluntary commitment to a mental health facility, which, by the way, you could have voluntarily committed yourself in for a rehabilitation. That still counts or other mental health services where you had gotten your firearms ID card and still have it right now because you supplied a doctor's letter that said you were okay, that is no longer 
valid. The only way you can be legal for your ID card or carry permit or pistol purchase permit is if you received a mental health expungement, folks, a full-fledged expungement. And without that expungement, and having had a voluntary commitment, you are disqualified to having your firearm license under New Jersey law as we speak. This affects thousands upon thousands of firearm ID card holders in New Jersey, and for that matter, outside of New Jersey, because non-residents were also able to be issued and still are firearm purchaser ID cards, better known as what we call in the trade FPICs. And your FPIC is now invalid. And you know what the law says about invalid FPICs? Well, let me read you in 2C58.3. You go down to subsection F, and a number of paragraphs down, you'll read this. A firearm purchaser ID card shall be void if the holder becomes subject to any of the disabilities set forth in subsection C of this section. That now includes the new subsection 13 that I just read to you. Whereupon the card shall be returned within five days by the holder to the superintendent who shall advise the licensing authority. In other words, that card, five days after, within five days of Governor Murphy signing this bill on December 22nd, you were mandated by law to surrender your firearms ID card to the license to the uh, uh, superintendent, meaning superintendent of the state police, who would then advise your local police of the surrender. Get a load of this, folks. Failure of the holder to return the firearm purchaser identification card to the superintendent within five days shall be an offense under subsection A of NJS 2C39-10. And that offense is a criminal offense, a criminal charge of a fourth-degree crime. Now, New Jersey doesn't use the word felony, but crimes technically are the same in jurisdictions that talk about felonies as a felony because it carries over one-year jail. It carries 18 months in state's prison, and therefore you're facing, for your failure to turn in the card, up to 18 months in state's prison, and being a convicted felon, becoming a certain person who is prohibited uh, from firearm possession and being licensed. So New Jersey has created this. There's no grandfathering. There was no uh, time period to adjust. It took effect immediately, this section. And so if any of you out there have firearm ID cards that you have obtained because you supplied medical proof that you're okay, that you're fine, even though you had a voluntary commitment, your card is no longer valid, and your failure to turn it in is a felony-level offense, folks. 
So let me just tell you, that is a big risk out there. Those of you that listen to Gun Lawyer now know it. Uh, those who don't and maybe aren't aware of this, well, I'll tell you right now, when they reapply, let's say to do a change of address or to do a uh, get a, uh, a new handgun purchase permit, and this pops up then, they're going to be in for a big surprise. A big surprise in terms of not only getting denied their license, but uh, being held to account as to why they didn't turn in their license and violated this criminal statute. And if they answer these questions wrong, thinking they're okay when they're not, then they could face falsification of the application charges. You can see all the ramifications that are going to flow from this. This is serious. It's a huge problem. And the only solution to restoring your rights is a mental health expungement. Now, uh, as you know, I'm a practicing attorney, have my, my firm in Eatontown. It's uh, Evan F. Knappen, attorney at law. And we do, as a major component of our work, we do mental health expungements. Uh, you can check out my website at evannappen.com. Go to expungements. You can see about getting mental health expungement if you need one. And uh, that's the only way under New Jersey law now to get your rights restored. If you've had a voluntary commitment or an involuntary commitment and an involuntary commitment that includes both or, or inpatient or outpatient treatment if it was involuntary. And of course, the voluntary commitment, these are very far-reaching laws. And I'm just thinking about how many thousands and thousands of persons have been issued these cards that now are subject to this ridiculous disability and prohibition and uh, have given, given no notice, no warning, no grandfather, no period of time to comply, nothing. So beware. Uh, if you have a, an issue with this, you know, call me at the office. Go to my website at evanappen.com, get in contact with me, and we can figure out uh, what we need to do to help you and uh, change uh, your particular uh, circumstances from this uh, threat that is against your rights and your freedom here. It's really a shame, but uh, beware. And if you know anybody that uh, is affected by this, make sure they're aware because this is just going to cause a ton of grief for honest, law-abiding citizens. Because that's all New Jersey gun laws ever focus on. It never does anything about crime, of course. And it's just going to be law-abiding, licensed citizens. This is truly focused on licensed citizens and turning them into criminals that have originally obtained this license, are now turned into disqualified persons, and then subject to the crime of omission for failing to turn it in. And by the way, your failure to turn it in, being a crime in and of itself, can then be a basis to seize your guns. Because not only are you disqualified for your license, but getting a felony-level criminal charge also gets your gun seized while you're at it. So New Jersey has really stacked it here. Beware, and uh, when we come back, I have a number of really uh, interesting letters that I, I know you're going to uh, enjoy uh, hearing about because I sure enjoyed reading them.
For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, okay, Evan Knappen here, back on Gun Lawyer. I really appreciate all my listeners and Remember to subscribe to Gun Lawyer. You can get it anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, this way you get this inside information, man. You get to know the stuff they're not telling you and preempt the potential problems that not knowing will, will cause. And I've helped I let everybody know about this show because – You'd be surprised, how, you know. Just no, just this week, a, a person called again. They had listened to the show. They were going to have a disaster upon them, and because they knew, no, I was able to help them and shut down what was guaranteed to be a huge mess, a huge mess. And that always makes me so happy to know that we're able to save people from falling into these traps that New Jersey uh, sets for law-abiding citizens. You know, they don't worry about crime, of course, and criminals. They're on the run. They're doing whatever they want. That's all fine. Let them in. Let them out. But gun owners are the ones targeted and honest citizens, and they're the ones I want to protect. And that's why I have a unique practice in a way. I only defend law-abiding criminals, you see. And that's what happens when you're a gun lawyer in New Jersey. But... Uh, I'm proud to do it, and I'm happy to help all you good people out. One of the other things about helping folks out is uh, sponsor this show, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They are the uh, NRA affiliate for New Jersey. They're the top gun rights organization in New Jersey, and every one of my listeners should be a member of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. If you care about your gun rights, you need to do this. They're the ones that have full-time lobbyists down in Trenton, keeping us on top of all this nonsense going on and being able to keep us in the fight. And look, we're in a desperate, tough fight. I know that. We have pol politics so against us. The We are the underdogs. But it's the American tradition, right? We root for the underdogs. So the best way to root for ourselves here, the best way to 
fight despite the odds, and we will win because truth is on our side. You know that. We will win. It's by unifying and having a great organization like ANJRPC, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. So you go to ANJRPC.org, get your membership, get those alerts, get the newsletter, get your voice heard and be part of an organization. And they're at the forefront of the litigation against these atrocities that we discuss here, litigating against Murphy's anti-civil rights bill, against the magazine ban, against the assault weapon ban, etc. In courts now, using the Bruin decision and other case law to get our rights back. And I know ultimately we're going to be successful, but we can only be successful with individuals like yourself being part of the team and helping. So go to anjrpc.org and join today if you're not already a member. Now let me also tell you, I, I, I get great letters, and man, I wish I could read every letter that I get, really. And you folks are wonderful, and your letters are great, and I do read every letter that is sent to me, but I only have limited amount of time, of course. But I do want to read this letter and some others that just hit me as uh, really just important and very significant in demonstrating exactly what we're talking about here, about how these laws affect the law-abiding and not the criminal. So I have this letter. It's, uh, it says, Evan, you discussed on episode 95, after receiving my letter about this NSN firearm, I thought you'd like to see the letter that I just sent to the entire legislature asking them to correct this unintended consequence. Keep up the fight. Regards, Bobby. And Bobby really, really did a magnificent job here. And I just want to share his letter because it's more than just a political statement to a legislature to do the right thing. It is an explanation of actual harm caused by their actions. Listen to what Bobby wrote. Dear Senators and Assembly Persons, I'm writing to seek your assistance in correcting the unintended consequences of legislation you enacted earlier this year that was made effective July 5th, 2022. Specifically, I'm referring to NJS 2C39-9N, which states, emphasis added, transporting a manufactured firearm without a serial number. In addition to any other criminal penalties provided, a person who transports, ships, sells, or disposes a firearm manufactured or otherwise assembled using a firearm frame or receiver is defined in subsection K of the section, which is not imprinted with a serial number, registered with a federally licensed manufacturer, including but not limited to a firearm manufactured or otherwise assembled from parts purchased or otherwise obtained in violation of subsection K of this section is guilty of a crime of the second degree. That's up to 10 years, folks, in state's prison. 10 years. Now, this section was uh, just atrocious and was recently raised to first degree charge, by the way, so that it's now 
up to 20 years in state's prison. But either way, it's such absurd amounts of jail for this. And then Bobby writes this. It affects me as I own a pump-action 12-gauge shotgun that my father purchased in 1956, just after his 18th birthday. This firearm was manufactured before federal law in 1968 required that it have a serial number on it. My attorney has advised me that should I take it out of my home, it would subject me to three to five years in state's prison. And another bill, A4557, was introduced since this law was made effective that would increase the charge for a violation to a crime of the first degree. Right, and that did uh, pass as well, by the way. Putting this offense on the same level as murder or aggravated sexual assault. Now, prior to the enactment of the law, I used this firearm for sporting clays in both Jersey and Pennsylvania. My father purchased a shotgun at Sears and Roebuck on October 10, 1956, for $48.88 plus 33 cents for shipping. And he has a picture, folks, of the actual receipt from Sears from 1956 for the purchase of this shotgun with no serial number. Then he has a wonderful picture from December of 1963 of his dad and him and his deer on the back porch of their home in Irvington, New Jersey, just before his third birthday. Look at the history, the rich family history of this shotgun here. Then another, uh, the firearm is a family heirloom, and I'm hoping that the law you passed to address so-called ghost guns wasn't meant to preclude me from continuing to use the 66-year-old shotgun as I did before this law was enacted. I cannot transport it, ship it, or dispose of this firearm. What am I to do with it? Why is a firearm suddenly so dangerous that if I were to take it from my home, it could ruin my life and spend 20 years in prison. Why would any of you be willing, would, will, would any of you be willing to take the steps necessary to correct the unintended consequences, which clearly is unconstitutional and in effect renders my firearm useless? I would welcome the opportunity to speak with any of you in favor of this. And let me just say, I, there's only one thing that I believe I disagree with Bobby on, and that is that it was an unintended consequence. I think he's giving them more credit than they deserve. I think they know damn well what they're doing or are simply reckless, reckless in their behavior. It's one or the other, okay? I don't think it was a simple, honest mistake. I really don't. It's absolutely outrageous. They, If it is, then they're not reading these laws. They're not giving time for debate on these laws. They're not making it clear, getting uh, any type of impact as to what it does. And they don't really care that it turns law-abiding citizens into criminals because this is one of many, many laws. Just about every gun law New Jersey has affects law-abiding citizens, affects law-abiding citizens enormously more than it affects any criminal. And look, if by some weird 
crazy chance some criminal actually gets charged with one of the gun laws. Oh, that would be like shocking. But just make believe it, it happened. Well, that's going to be the first thing that's plea bargained away, folks. First thing, oh, you know, they're not going to force the gun laws on the criminals. It's the honest citizens that possess their grandfather's shotgun purchased in 1956. It's been handed down as a family heirloom. They happen to go take it hunting one day in the family tradition with his kids even. And he ends up being charged with the, one of the highest level of crimes that New Jersey has to offer for doing that very thing. This is the outrage and the absurdity, just yet another example of what New Jersey does to good people. And these legislators should be ashamed of themselves. They're not upholding their oaths of office. They're not doing their job in protecting our rights, our liberties. It's just the opposite. And they're unbelievably arrogant about it and blatant about their violation of our rights and rejoicing in screwing with us and turning us into criminals. It is an outrageous situation. This is why the fight has to continue. We can't give up. Eternal vigilance. And we won't give up. We're fighting. We're getting the word out. We have great organizations like the Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. This is part of it. Make sure you belong. Make sure you belong to the association. Make sure you belong to any other gun group that you feel uh, is in your interest to join. You don't have to just join one, but this is critical, critical. Take steps. When you get those alerts, let the legislators know. Make sure you get out and vote. Doing these civic duties, you may think it's small and it doesn't count, but it does count. It makes a difference. We can get our rights back, and the fight is on. And in one hand, these may be the glorious times, the glorious times that our, our, our grandchildren and such can look back and say, hey, they fought and got our rights back, and we can be proud of that because we're not going to give up. And it's these fights and these absurdities, they're the challenges for us right now. And uh, you're all part of this. So just remember, as I've stated before, that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.